Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Science Faction. The only show where a scientist, a comedian, and a comedian scientist come together to discuss science. Comedically. Hello! And welcome to Science Faction 629! Science Faction! Uh, we done fucked up. Oh, that's good. I'm, by the way, I'm glad we got rid of all the uh, uh, Robert Duvall masturbation jokes before we got recording. I'd hate for any of that to get any of that mud to get dragged into the doorway of the episode. <laughs> he knew what he did. <laughs> uh, and speaking of the person who knows what they did, I, of course, am your host, comedian archaeologist Robert Timothy. With me, as always, is my comedian, Mr. Damien Ricardo. David, how are you doing this afternoon? I am doing great. I'm still waiting for a Patreon because there was a request for me to uh, uh, do a shout out as as I think Bob Novella. Oh, uh, now Steve, uh, yeah, Stephen Novella, your nemesis. Yes, uh, but I've been listening to some Bob Novella, and while there are some quirks, I'm really worried about how lively that intro will be because, like, if you're going from Alex Jones to Bob Novella, there's an energy yeah. and, and charisma difference yes. between these two. Yes, there is. There is. Both are evil, but they, they just don't have the same amount of... <laughs> they don't bring the same hook spot to the table. <laughs> uh, say what you want of Alex Jones. The man is a performer. Yeah. And he doesn't, he doesn't have an off button. No. He, he stays on all the time. <laughs> no, no matter how much we would love one, there is no off button on that man. All right. Uh, we are going to continue with our somewhat unconventional theme from last week. In fact, uh, I'll just go ahead and uh, lay a few cards out on the table. We didn't get to finish our episode last week. We got about a third, a quarter to a third of the way uh, through our show outline. But Damien and I just got so sidetracked, we ended up going way, way over time, not getting anywhere near towards the end of what we wanted to say or toward all, all of our points. I also think, uh, and some people, you know, commented that Damien seemed like he was taking, and, and Damien and I talked about this a little bit later, he thought maybe he was taking some stuff a little bit personally, so I just want to re-emphasize, Damien already knows this, but to the audience, I was not attacking Damien on any of those things. I am saying these are things we all do, not, hey, Damien, you're somebody who does these things. All right, well, a lot of that's, you know, and, and who's to say what, you know, what my neurosis was, but I, but like uh, in, in me and Bobby's off-screen conversations, some of them on mic too. Sure. Um, uh, I had gotten the impression that Bobby was, was labeling me a science denier, and I had pegged it to be about some political things that I thought. And I had tried talking with it before, but like Bobby, we were around Bobby's kid. You really couldn't hash into it. When Bobby told me the outline of the episode, I was finally like, so yeah, I took it very personally because I thought it was like, we're finally hashing this out. We're doing it for the fans. And so, yeah, maybe I was a little narcissistic thinking it was a love song to Damien. But but uh, we cleared that up with Damien. For those of you, the rest of the audience, I was not going after him. I also, I, I would like to finish, we have to finish some of our thoughts because I... I at the end, I was like, man, all that lead up, but I didn't get to the things that I wanted to talk about. So it's kind of hard to tell some of our points on that. But I wanted to rehash that. We're coming back. We're coming back from a, a better place, a less less uh, mutually aggressive place at it. So it, it should be. No, I'm going to be aggressive. I'm tuned up still. I'm still because because I mean, to be quite honest, fuck you still. You want, you want to get aggressive? Oh, right, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my pump up music on. All right, I'm gonna I got a, a pump up playlist. It starts with uh, Fifty Cent, then it goes to uh, Robert Duvall's masturbation podcast, and it finish, <laughs> finishes off with some Rage Against the Machine. Let's see how we do this. It finishes off when I finish with Robert Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So. 
We'll talk a little bit. The entire theme that we started last week, that we're going to finish this week, is the idea of how you are wrong and when you are wrong. And then the final part of that, which we didn't even get to touch on, is how to try and fix elements that you are wrong about. How do you recognize them and then implement changes in your life to figure out how to fix them? And we didn't even get past, you know, mentioning, looking at, at how you might be wrong because, you know, we did get, we got hung up on some of these different ideas. My... Idea. My wife said you used a bad example to illustrate your point. She saw what you were trying to do. Okay. But yeah, she, she felt that the legal one was a bad example. She felt... Uh, well, let's like, get, she was on, like, her, let's, she let's was like me as that. a woman was instinctually like, like no, I can think of 10 ways. That, well, let's, let's, uh, let's look... Yeah, but let's look... We'll, we'll look into all of that. So let's review. We were talking about how, in general, you can be a very intelligent person. Even, I think Damien's a great example of this because Damien... As an individual, is one of the fastest people I know to change their opinion when the facts necessitate. However, I think even you have a much harder time changing your opinion when it's not something that is based solely on your opinion, but when it's based on the ideology of the side you believe to be on. And so I think you're actually. It's a great example. Like, so there was a lot of people who were, you know, commenting on the episode. Hey, look at these things that blah, 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 blah. He's doing what you're saying. I want to point this out. Everybody does this. This is not a Damien thing. Like, it's not like Damien is uniquely, you know, doing, doing these things. Everybody does this. And the point of that episode isn't to attack any specific belief set. In fact, Damien and I share very similar belief sets. And so the idea is to look at your own belief set and then go back and find out where you are wrong and why. In general, what we find is... If you're a rational, logical, regular thinking person, you'll be able to work your way out, as long as you don't put your ego into things, of most scenarios that are wrong or being told you're wrong. Some of the exceptions to that are things like overarching belief structures like religion or politics that might alter your beliefs or your expression of those beliefs to do something that would be irrational to you or immoral to you, right? And again, this is something we all do. So the goal is to figure out where those things are, notice them when you are doing them, and then learn to avoid them. The normal situation is when we find those beliefs, if they aren't an important belief to us, they're not part of our identity, they're, they're not part of a group we're in, we can dismiss them rather easily. If I thought a friend of ours address was 2315 and I don't I said that to Damien Damien's like no it's 2351 and I was like no nah, I'm pretty sure it's 2315 and then we showed up to the house and it was 2315 it would not take more than half a second for me to turn to Damien and be like all right you're right right I would like to find a, a guy who's a truther on that but that's like what I'm a saying. guy who doesn't No <laughs> if if there is a religion behind that then very well somebody can pull up and go Somebody changed the fucking paint on this. This was 2351. Somebody came down. The devil buried fossils, right? So what I am trying to point out a little bit is the difference in those things. And, and other people, you know, who had listened to that episode, uh, we even got contacted by a museum to about the possibility of doing it as a larger show, with a, including a conservative person with us. And a lot of people were pointing out, look. Thank you, Louisiana Crotch Museum, for reaching out. 
They're pointing out like, look, here are some self-contradictory things. I want to reemphasize this. That is something everybody does. Let's look at those and then let's figure out what's going on. And, and then we'll continue the episode and go on the directions we didn't go. But before we do that, I want to address it. So Damien, you thought one of the points I had made before uh, was unfair. I'm going to reiterate it slightly just so that everybody who possibly missed that episode can, can catch up. So we were talking about- This episode's uh, going to be really dry if you haven't done your homework on this one, <laughs> for being honest. So we were talking about injustices in the legal justice system in the United States, and we were talking about the perceptions of people from the other side and their inability to observe racism or to account for it or to take responsibility for it. And we pointed out that if you took the numbers uh, in terms of prison sentences that were done between white men and black men in an Alabama prison in 1964, and you said, here's the number of people who are convicted for murder one, here's how many years they did, that the black man does 1.4 years for every year that the white man does, and that's incredibly unfair, that's ruining lives, that destroys communities, that's literally the notion of injustice personified within the legal justice system and speaks to an element of white supremacy and everyone, and we both agreed on that, and we both agreed that if you showed that to a conservative person and they looked at those numbers and they denied that that was evidence of the uh, system of white male superiority that they would be delusional and you know hiding their own race their own racism but then i pointed out the fact that those exact same numbers we just changed the demographics and we go let's compare women to men and there's a bigger gap but we would have a double standard you would not then say this is evidence of white female superiority and any person who looks at this and does not think that is inherently racist or putting out their own bias or something else. We now have a double standard. In one side, it means something. On the other side, it doesn't mean anything. And there doesn't seem to be an accounting for that hypocrisy. So you you felt that that was a bad example. Take it away. Yeah, well, my example was is that... Uh, well, I am very much pro. We give out way too much jail in this country. Uh, I, I, if but that's a non sequitur. Black guys are getting what's that? But that's a non sequitur. That that has nothing to do with the imbalance or the well, injustice. Well, that, I'm explaining the, the the belief is that when when I see when I see a, a woman getting less prison time, I'm like, yes, I hope everybody. In fact, it makes if anything, it makes me matter that the black guy is getting more time. I just think, listen, for violent crimes, there are crimes that yes, you need to be fucking separated from society. But in general, I think statistically, and a lot of that's because of the drug war. Right. I think a lot of our, we, we give out way too much. We take away w the liberty and lives of people for way too long. And if you look at like first world countries, like what the punishments they have for sure. similar things, it, it, it's way lighter. And, but you know, they also aren't sending people to a factory that creates psychopaths. So, sure. um, but I think this is a great example. So Damien. I, I think this this is a great example to show the hypocrisy that we were talking about. And again, this is unconscious. I don't want you to feel like you're, I'm attacking you or anything like this. But keep in mind, just that the knee-jerk reaction of this is different because is already special pleading. Anytime you are special pleading, anytime you say the numbers mean one thing when it is white men and black men, but mean something different when it's white men and white women, that's called special pleading. Anytime you are saying one of these is evidence of racism, the other is not. Anytime you're saying once we switch demographics, they're different, that is automatically special pleading. But I want to explain why your excuse is a non sequitur. It does not matter. Flip that around. So your statement before was you don't care about that difference in prison terms. That is not something you care about. Your reasoning now is to say, I don't care about it because I think everybody gets too much prison. Imagine if you flip that. Again, 
So play the role where you judge yourself by the same metric that you would judge the other side. Imagine if you were talking to a conservative about the difference in housing availability based on race or racial housing discrimination. And you were to say, look, here are the numbers. Here is solid evidence that there's racial housing discrimination. And they said, well, I don't care about that because housing is too expensive in general. All you're doing is openly dismissing blatant racism and sexism because it feels weird to admit that that particular part which goes against belief structures is there right because but but I, but I don't but I but I don't deny that I admit that I mean there's a reason like we, we've joked you and I have personally joked about women getting pulled over by cops sure. you're women yeah you 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 make out like a fucking bandit on the but, on, on the uh, and I don't I don't dismiss that I, I accept that I'm just saying so I guess so I guess my full circle is this you are an incredibly kind, empathetic person. You are a good human being. And you want to be on the side against racism and against sexism and against all of that. The inability to account for that particular fact and kind of the, you know, the excuses you were making in, in real time, which to be fair, was a real time thing. You didn't know we were going to talk about it beforehand. But statement that you made, you know, I don't care about this. I don't care about this inequality. A belief structure and the need to reinforce or defend that belief structure led you, a very moral good person, to make a very immoral statement. One where every single black man who was listening is like, wait a second, you don't give a shit that that chick is doing one third my jail time? Like, this is a big deal. But because it is, well, that doesn't fit, well, then we have to do it and we have to find excuses. Because the fact of the matter is, any special pleading you do to say, Look, it's different when you talk about men and women. You're splicing that I don't care because I said a lot of things that you're splicing that I don't care because you have to realize I'm also coming this from a position where that last episode, I felt fucking ambushed by, and, and gaslit okay. by my really good friend. I'm sorry <laughs> okay. that I wasn't I wasn't able to debate. Like, I didn't no, have my I point call, set out. And we're, so we're, when I come to you today yeah. with this, sure, I'm sure, coming sure. to you with a point that I have made that I've had time to think about. Uh, that I've discussed, and I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm coming from a bias where I believe everybody. In fact, if you're cutting out clips, I've also said that in that last episode, yeah. that yes, if I was a black guy, I would be far more upset that of, of the massive inequity that's happening on top of the inequity that I thought was already there. Sure, sure. but look, David, this is the point. I'm not denying you're, these things. But your quote-unquote excuse as to why it's okay is a non-sequitur to it, saying hey, everybody should get less jail time, and that's why I don't care about this inequity, is no different than saying the rent is all too high, so I don't care if black people have to pay more. Well, acknowledging my bias on the criminal justice system, like, I am acknowledging that I have a everybody needs less prison on average bias. That is, I'm fully admitting that. I am saying, like, that is my reasoning. Maybe you take that as an excuse, but that is my reasoning no, behind... No, no, no. Yeah, but if your view is, again, I don't care about this inequity, and your justification is... So again, I don't... you're using that clip that I was that was, I okay, felt was so, pressed out of well, me in a moment of frustration. I, then, then I apologize. Do you care about that inequity? Do I? Yes, I care okay. because if I, I, I think of, I'll constantly empathize with the black guy thinking, shit, I'm doing, I'm doing 10 years for a bag of pot that was, sure. that was pulled out of my pocket. And the, and the white lady gets to, gets to go party with her fucking friends? Sure. Yeah, that's, that'd be infuriating, and I'm acknowledging that, and that's terrible. Okay, 
what do you think your belief about everybody getting less jail time mitigates in terms of your opinion? Because I don't think it means anything. Like I, I actually fail to see how it means anything. The same really? way I would. You, 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 th- you think if we had, if we had a if we had a criminal justice system that meted out appropriate punishment for things, I, that wouldn't. That no, wouldn't but what you're my whatever. Now, now, granted, if the appropriate punishment still had whatever bias, racial or gender or otherwise, yeah. I, I, that would be a problem. I want a perfect criminal justice system where people are reformed, uh-huh. and, and that is my goal. Now, as as I learn more about the criminal justice system, as you've just said, my opinion, just as every other person's opinion out there, will grow and adapt. You you stated, we listened to it, and it's a bad example because, and then you gave a non sequitur as your answer. It would be no different than if I said, listen, talking about housing discrimination is a bad example because if I think the rent should be lower for everybody, then bringing up housing discrimination is a bad example of discrimination. Of course it's not. It's still an, it's still an issue. And it's, I, again, I, I would just say this, think about it a little bit. This is on the spot because I think if you come back to it, you would see that that is not there is no substantive defense to what you are saying there. It is a non sequitur. You may be against everybody uh, having more jail time, and that's fine. That has zero to do with the inequities of the justice system. And furthermore, the fact that your knee-jerk reaction was, well, well, that's a bad example. Well, I base my opinion on the justice system it, itself. Like, it, it does, I'm mentioning this because I have very little faith. Sure. I'm, I'm saying I have very little fa- faith in the justice system. I believe everybody should get less jail time. I do care. Okay. That this 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 is wildly unfair. Sure. Um. But but you know I'm so admitting my bias example? to you. So why is it a bad example? Because I've because I've agreed with everything you've said and I'm and I'm still being labeled as a bias thing and I don't understand it because like I agree it's a it's it's a wildly unfair and okay. and like because I declared my bias to you it's I, I'm like you're right I do have a moral compass that points towards j- justice and, sure. and 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 equality and uh, yeah. and and a system that benefits all you know like that is my compass I'm unapologetic about that if you're if we're saying like that that bias is is what you're pointing at then okay I get that but um but like I'm not denying what you're saying but I'm well but you said it was a bad example so it proved an inherent thing that was unintuitive it addressed a like a, a an initial hypocrisy all that stuff so I, i'm curious where the the idea comes in that this isn't a good example well i guess it's because what you're saying is something i agree with i don't, okay. I don't like it was it, i guess and maybe i'm taking it personally again is that okay. like like you're i'm saying it's a bad example because what you brought up something sure. i my opinion grew i learned something okay I'm like yeah bobby's right this is unfair Okay. And I, so I don't. I, I think it's a bad example because, like, it was. If anything, you've you've said something. You brought a new fact to my to my attention. I'm like, oh shit! Wouldn't that be a great example to have used? Then was wouldn't that mean that I used the perfect example? You know, we're talking ten levels <laughs> deep right now, and I'm all on right, the spot. Fair so fair enough. So let, let's keep going on. I wanted to make sure every all the information I was putting out was accurate um, uh, about some of the stuff we were just like casually talking about. So I went up and looked. Indeed. Support for nuclear power among young people is very low, much lower than 50%. And this is one that I got to say, the other side has right. Republican support is at like 65%. Democrat support is in like the 40s. And unfortunately, this is one where like conservative Republicans have even bigger support for it. And you're like, oh God, not the Jesus people. Fuck, why am I on their side? No, I mean, if, if looking at that, like, hey, if anything, I'm looking at some young teens disappointed. Some yeah. young teens. Oh, totally. uh, but here's why I want to point that out. Because you're not going to find too many people 
who are further apart on a spectrum than me and conservative Republicans. Like you got crazy atheist science guy over there. And then you got super religious conservative, you know, Republicans uh, with probably some elements of racism, sexism and all that blah, blah, blah in there. You're not going to find two people that are different on different sides of this. But I'll tell you what, it doesn't make me think one second more about opposing nuclear power, right? I am comfortable saying I am on the same side as the dummies on this one. That is fine. That doesn't make me wrong. That doesn't change in any way, shape, or form the truth or validity of those things I'm saying. It just so happens to be that the people who I'm usually on the side of on most things, they fucking got this wrong. They're idiots on this one. They are holding us back. And it's not an insignificant thing because of the accordion flex of how long it takes to build and plan and put up a nuclear reactor. It really takes sustained long-term support to do so. And what I didn't realize, I actually looked it up because again, I wasn't sure of the numbers. Damien, I don't know if you, would, you knew this. Support for nuclear power in the United States started going up, 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 up through the 2000s and then kind of plummeted down somewhat related to Fukushima, probably in 2011, but seemed to be going downhill just before that. But 2000 to 2010 was actually the biggest time of public support for nuclear power in this country. I guess that's, I guess maybe uh, that's the models I'm dating, I'm basing it off of. Uh, I guess I, I mean, if we're talking to young people, I know I'm not young anymore, but you know, um, I do have a lot of bad habits, which keeps me in touch with young people. I guess this is maybe I'm maybe I'm just not reading the temperature or maybe or maybe that percentage bias is I don't know. But uh, yeah. All right. Well, it is what it is. But as the same way I was being like, hey, look, you know, let's look for the ty- the places where you disagree or you're wrong. Hey, I'm a liberal. I'm right up there with you. But when it comes to this, that side's got it fucking wrong. And that's it. It's not a nuanced thing. It's not about they just got it wrong. Yeah, they, they absolutely do. have it. They, they got it wrong and there's nothing. uh I, and that's that's I just find that surprising about with younger yeah. people, and even with and, and even and it also is find it surprising is that uh, conservatives, at least the stereotype yes. I know of, is tends to be very anti any other fuel that isn't coal or oil. I don't know how this works that they are that like if you were to say Republicans are ahead of conserv- uh, were ahead of Democrats, like I said, I kind of knew that from from before a little bit or had a general intuition of that. But if you were to say super conservative Republicans are the highest supporting of it, I'd be pretty, that's, that is still surprising to me. Yeah, I wonder if it's because like younger people have, uh, they look at like uh, the green solutions like wind and solar as the solution and they don't, I, I wonder if they don't know, realize that that's, that's, you know, the difference between shooting a bullet and throwing it. You know, I wonder if it's something where a giant percentage of people who are in the older generation did some type of military service. And I wonder if it's just like, there's been enough people sitting on the fucking USS Enterprise going around the world eight times on a piece of fuel the size of a softball putting out no carbon emissions. And they're like, we just got to get to that thing going on. That is surprising because there's a ton of people who've been in the Navy. Yeah. (laughs) In our generation. Yeah, but all right, go on. So the goal is, so now getting past the actual controversies themselves, getting past those things, the goal is here to find where you have double standards. Your brain is inherently going to look for those kind of contradictions and gloss over them. It's okay because of that. It's okay because of this. It's going to give you an excuse that you are automatically going to be more likely to accept. And if you really want to be right about things, if you want to hold correct information, if you want to do the morally correct thing, 
You have to figure out, seek out where you have those double standards. Seek out where you have that hypocrisy. Seek out where you have those inherent contradictions. Seek out where you are making special pleadings. One of the best rules I've ever heard in terms of like analyzing your own thoughts is if your moral reasoning is based on special pleading, regardless of how right you are, you're wrong. Meaning anytime you say it's not okay for I'm that I'm used person- to just being wrong because I compare everything to Hitler. That's usually <laughs> how I'm wrong. Yeah, it's the Gottfried wrong. Speaking of which, Bobby, you fucking so- democratic socialist. No, national socialist, whatever it was. Whatever the, not the Bernie Sanders one, but the Hitler one. I'm sorry, Bernie, I compared you to, I put you on a list with Hitler. Sorry. So special pleading is anytime you say, this is true for one thing, but not true for another. So I use this as the gold standard for my own thoughts and reasoning. Because every person, no matter how practiced you are at this, you do this naturally a hundred times a day and you don't even think about it. It's the reason somebody can tell their kid not to litter while they themselves litter. It's the reason somebody can, you know, like if there's traffic, you'll see the one or two assholes will try and drive along the shoulder. It's like, Bitch, if everybody did that, this wouldn't work, but you have it in your head that you get to do it and it's different, right? So anytime you're reasoning based on special pleading, it's okay it's when It's called this- the Van Wilder principle. If you are a Van Wilder type <laughs> character, and, and I think society, culturally, we know who the Van Wilders are in our society. True. Yeah, it's, we all benefit from you skating by. Anytime that is there, you need to look at it as wrong. Now, there are certain cases where special pleading will be a valid thing because it's not so special. The circumstances are different. But if in general, you just assume you're wrong every single time you do that, you are usually much more likely to be honest with yourself and your evaluations of your own actions. One of the things to do is if you can start recognizing your special biases, you can actually start noticing them, noticing their trends and accounting for them. Now, these biases don't always have to be something like politics or religion. It could be like an optimism bias. Maybe you are biased in that you always think things are going to work out. That could be great in terms of living a good life, and it might be even a happier way to do it, but it could also lead to big problems. It could lead to a big problem if you have a lot of optimism about running that red light. You think you're going to make it, you know, like that is a problem. But if you know that, you could think to yourself ahead of time, all right, I am overly optimistic. What direction do my decisions go wrong in? Great, now I get to adjust the sight on my decision-making rifle because I can't just keep making the same decisions and hitting four inches right every time and being like, well, my brain told me to. It's like, you gotta understand your brain's not perfect and your biases cause you to shoot four inches right. So what do you do? Next time somebody says, hey, would you like to rent this apartment? And it's $300 more in rent than you make your entire month, but you're just optimistic and think you'll get by. Maybe don't do it because you shoot four inches to the right. It's a good analogy. Uh, I mean, if uh, I'm trying to think of how it would work in practice, like uh, if that gentleman that you flat earth debated, yes, I'm wondering like what calibration, you know, I, I understand you, you know, you have to zero a rifle, you know, like crazy it's not as all fuck. This is one button that says crazy <laughs> as fuck, and then when when you press that, it, it, the way it works is you just get handed a medical version of a magic eight ball, and they go just just do whatever this tells you. It will be better than your own choices. Just do this, and you will be fine. <laughs> all of them are get fifty one fifty. Like all of them are just. <laughs> For our international listeners, that 5150 is the uh, medical code for being committed. You have you have lost your freedom for 72 hours while a psychologist, while a psych uh, evaluates you. 
Well, like, okay, so, uh, like, personally, I can say, I can say for mine, I have a, a series of biases myself. Uh, one, I can tend to react too quickly to things, meaning, like, if my wife is like, hey, we got to get out of the house, uh, we got to get going, got to get the kids to school, I have a natural tendency to be, like, running out the door, throwing one kid half-dressed over a shoulder, going out, like, I gotta go, I'm I'm in a hurry, blah, blah, blah. I have had to learn over a time period that my go right now is not the normal go right now, and so when I hear go right now, I gotta aim four inches to the left. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, I'm, as, I'm somebody who has that same thing, and, like, some, I've, my, my wife is a meanderer, Yes. She's uh, she 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 does things at her own pace, and sometimes like if and she won't know that I'm like in a hurry or I'm trying to do something. Yeah. Out of my mind, I was like, "Hurry the fuck up! <laughs> We're gonna be late! Fucking hurry!" <laughs> Here's one. Here's like a peek behind the scenes of being oddly autistic. Is my worst nightmare. Like, if you were to ask me, would you rather be hit by a car driving 10 miles an hour, which I'd point out Damien has gotten me with three separate occasions. Would you rather be hit by a car going 10 miles an hour, or would you rather say goodbye to a group of people at a party, but then still stand around for the next 10 to 15 minutes? I will get hit by a car 100 times. That is my <laughs> worst nightmare. And, and again... But you're so good in social situations, you just have to have a thing like, oh, my Uber driver died. You're like you just gotta have have a have a write off comment. No, no, I no. It's it's horrible. It's 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 torture to me. So I again, I, I have accounted for this, and now I, will I have sleep a, in my car. No, well now I have a deal with my wife where I'm like, listen, you are not allowed to say we're leaving until X minutes before, and then that is the deal. And then by the way, if if you forgot to tell something, it doesn't matter. We're leaving at that point. It does not matter what's happening. We're treating it like a tsunami is coming through the door, and we are getting the. Fire out of that house again i have had to account for that particular that that one is a little bit less of a bias and more of an autistic trait but i have had to account for that in my life and live slightly differently <laughs> yeah. i uh I, I now know when bobby and his wife are fighting because yes. i will see her say that at the beginning of, of when they first arrive i then just watch how uncomfortable bobby is for however long it takes for him to break no, I, I, I have a bias. My, my bias is that, I mean, I'm an emotional, fucking angry person. And uh, sure. and uh, just years of being married have taught me to tr to to, tr to handle it better. I, I'd like to be better. Yeah. But I, I, I know that I'm better than where I was. So. Yeah, you are. And you just got to. That's one way to think about it is to note that bias so that when you start feeling angry, you can say to yourself, there may be some validity to this, but also I know I get more angry than the situation entails. I can recognize some of this anger isn't valid. Therefore, I don't have to give in to it as much. And that's the second part of it is, is enacting I'm, some I'm kind of I'm a fiery fight. Latino man, Bobby, as yeah. you know. I roll my R's and I, and I get fiery. I get fired up. I can't control that. It's in my blood. It would be dishonoring my ancestors. The greatest, uh, one of the greatest comments I ever got was from a upper division lab uh, instructor in, in college. And he said one of the, the smartest things I've ever heard. And I repeat it all the time to myself, to other people. Um, and he said, if you want to be a good scientist, and, and I keep out that first part, I just, I just say the second part. But he says, if you want to be a good scientist, stop being a lawyer for your own beliefs and start being the defense attorney against your own beliefs. And what he's trying to say there is, so many times we want to support what we already believe, what we already think. So we're just going to nonstop knee jerk. No, it's okay. No, this is right. Actually, this thing I did that was wrong. Isn't that wrong because of blah, blah, blah. Stop it. 
be the attorney against your beliefs because guess what? Everybody else can already see your mistakes. Everybody else can see where you're going wrong. You're the only one who can't. So the joke's fucking on you and you can sit there pretending to be on that side. You will be the flat earther ranting about, you know, no such thing as satellites for the rest of your life. And the rest of us just see you as the flat earther. We don't see you as right. But if you can start recognizing that and if you can start playing the counter side that everybody else is already doing naturally in their head and being like, wait, why could this be wrong? What might I be wrong about here? Why is this not always true? If you can do that, you can jump the line. I swear to God, this is like a fucking trick. This is like a trick to succeed in life. If you can be the lawyer against your own intuitions, your own thoughts, your own like natural push, if you can think of like what a lawyer would say against you, you will be so far ahead of the game. And, and uh, have confidence, uh, you know, if, uh, if uh, like, uh, for example, if you if you want to say cops suck, stand by that. And don't let any of your the naysayers around you tell you <laughs> otherwise. Like you, 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 you just go on YouTube and type in anything that has to do with police and you'll see countless videos to back up your point. They will have nothing except sayings, except quoting one bad apple, uh, not realizing that the actual quote is one bad apple spoils the bunch. So... <laughs> And listen, things are going to make you uncomfortable. They're going to point out parts of you that might not be morally cohesive, and that can be uncomfortable. I'll tell you one that makes me uncomfortable. We've talked about it before. I have, I, I presented this, by the way, to my parents, and it actually made them visibly angry. This is how uncomfortable this particular thing makes people. But uh, this is a moral quandary, and I recognize the uh, hypocritical nature of my own morality when I do it, and it makes me reconsider certain things. So here, everyone, I want everyone to think about this really quick. You are dressed up nicely. You are walking with your uh, significant other. You guys are going to a wedding. You're dressed to the nines. Uh, you got your, your really expensive brand new cell phone in your pocket. And as you're walking, you pass by a pond. And in the middle new of that board pond... board shorts. Yeah, in the middle of that pond is a five-year-old who's drowning. Now, you either jump in and save that five-year-old or they're going to die. Your partner can't do it. There's nobody else around. Do you do it? And... Almost 100% of people will say yes. It doesn't matter if I have my iPhone in my pocket. It doesn't matter if this is a new dress or a new tux. my experience, a significant portion of people will will not act. They will freeze and they will not act. But the point is everybody says they will. That's part of their morality, right? So they say they will do that. They say, yeah, fuck the phone, fuck my clothes, I'm going to do that. Then you point out, okay, that phone is 800 bucks. Let's say the clothes are a couple hundred. Let's say the total is about $1,300, Those $1,300 or $1,400, not theoretically, will absolutely save the lives of at least two children in the third world right now. You could sell that phone. You could sell those clothes. You can save two children's lives. The thing you said was most important to you, you're going to jump into that pond. The only difference is that pond is in Africa and it's not right here. That is the only difference. Correct. This is a very hard thing to get over because it's true, it's undeniable, and it makes you uncomfortable. So you got to find where the where the hypocrisy is that in that. And the hypocrisy is we inherently don't view suffering far away from us as the same as suffering close to us. And that is not morally cohesive. You can make some argument about, you know, your neighborhood or your community and needing to help people and all that is fine. But those are still humans over there. The fact that we can have those contradicting beliefs aren't something we should shy away from. They're the things you should focus on. Because the more you figure out where you are wrong is the more you will inevitably be correct. And sometimes that doesn't matter. It's about, you know, how many people support nuclear power and that's just an argument you can have with 
somebody, but sometimes it is about being right or wrong in your own actions, as in, are they moral or immoral? And the more you consider those things, the more you consider your flaws, the more you confront your flaws and stop trying to be a lawyer for them, the less likely you are to have that shitty ego-driven idea hurt other people. Great example, but in my mind, I'm thinking like, I got to keep up on my podcast. Yeah, now I'm like, oh, I can't give up my phone. Oh, it makes everything. I, I really like. Yeah, it's hard. How am I supposed to? How am I supposed to keep in contact with awful neutral things? Oh. Yeah, but I think I think you're right. But the squeaky wheel does get the oil. Yeah, you know the uh, the the child. I I, th- I don't know. For, for me, I, and, and yes, there is the obvious human nature of you know things are far away. But but for me, like I don't know. If if I, if I knew that paying money uh, saved a life, I don't know. Would I still do it? That's a good question. I think like right now, I th- I, th- I don't think this is aside from your point, but I think that like uh, there is a feeling of helplessness about that kid in Africa. You know, sure. like what guarantees do I have if I give up my phone that sure. this kid's gonna fucking live? So <laughs> sure, sure. Listen, totally. I'll give up my phone. I'll do my end. But I swear to God, if this is a Nigerian prince thing, I'll lose my <laughs> fucking mind. Okay, so. If you just leave with anything, go out knowing that the one assumption we're almost always wrong about is the assumption that our current beliefs are correct. And the quicker you can get away from that and the more you can divorce your ego and find the problems with your own belief, the more right you will be and the more moral you will be. But because you and I believe mostly the same thing and doing through this process, uh, you should just believe what Bobby and I believe. I mean, question it. Do some research. Don't be a fucking sheep. But like, you know, there's, there's plenty of articles, there's, there's a lot written, but uh, basically, uh, as Bobby said, we believe the same thing, despite what this argument is, uh, and we're pretty much perfectly evolved podcast hosts, I think, just you know, mentally, we're almost that energy being in Star Trek, who, who could just like a Q, a Q-like being. Oh, now you're bringing up Q? Jesus, Trumper. All right, thank you, audience, for coming back for Science Faction uh, 629, where you learned all about the stuff we were trying to say last week. Thank you so much for joining us, and come on back next week for Science Faction 630. And that's right, me, Alex Jones. I'm also agree with Bobby and Damon and everything. I'm just going to piggyback on that because I'm also a Q-being. Now, excuse me, I'm going to summon a bowl of chili and some mariachi bands and uh, try to drink away my financial troubles. Play El Ray from the top, boys! You've been listening to Science Fiction. Wait, that's not right.